Defend yourself to me Defend yourself to me Tell me why you like the shit you like Defend yourself to me Now defend the solo Edward Snowden. <laughs> I just hit record, Joe. Uh, we were talking about the garbage disposals and like horror movies. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw. It. There was a Disney Channel original movie called Under Wraps about mm, kids like no. that found a mummy. No. The movie opens with like a movie within the movie, but you don't know that. So it's like a family eating dinner at like in like the nice little suburban house, and there's like a camera floating outside like looking in so you know there's something outside right and it's a setup the kitchen like the sink faces the window sure and the mom's doing dishes and has this disposal and drops the silverware and like a steak knife falls in with the handle down so then the blade is up and it's shaking in the disposal and then the creature breaks through and pulls her head slowly down on this spinning blade knife is it a disney movie uh huh and then what happens is as that part, as the head is going down, you see hands cover the lens, and it reverse shots to these three kids in the theater, like too scared to watch, and they leave. That's insane. That's how the movie opens, and I have like gone on YouTube since to confirm, and that is one hundred percent what. Happens. What is it called? Under wraps. Yeah, because you know it's a mummy. When did that come out? Because I was like, pretty keen the on early nineties. Yeah, it was one of those like remember like. There was can of worms and like, I remember under wraps can of worms. There was like one other like weird kind of like horror sci-fi. The only the first one I remember was Luck of the Irish. So mm-hmm. I might have been late to the game. Sure. And wish when you wish wish upon a star, the one with Catherine Heigl and the body switch with his oh, sister. Oh yes, I do kind of remember that. I don't remember the sister 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 sister. <laughs> Tia swap, swaps with Tamara. Yeah. <laughs> um. Go home, Roger. <laughs> uh, I no, I didn't know. I had never heard of Under Wraps. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's for scary. a Disney Channel movie. Yeah, it freaked me out. My I never had Disney Channel as a I kid. I didn't either. I had to go to my friend's house to watch them. My on Saturday nights would tape them. Oh, nice. So they'd give me a VHS tape with like four movies on it, and I watched Brink so many times. The inline skating, inline skating one. Uh, my I know someone that was in Alley Cat's Strike and Strike Again. Mm. Her name is Mimi. I didn't know there were two. Not that Mimi. There, yeah, there was a uh, <laughs> there was a sequel, I think, right? Alley Cat Strike, Alley Cat Strike again, maybe something like that. Were they bowlers? Yes, I think. I never saw Alley it. Cat. I just know that she was in it. <laughs> um, yeah, Bowling Alley Cat's Strike. Uh, my little... it was about unions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's newsies. Uh, my little sister Coley, friend of the show, she has a friend that was in. Uh, they did after High School Musical. There was like a teen beach. Musical or Teen some... Beach movie. Ross yeah. is in that from Austin and Alley. Oh yeah, he's the lead she's, in it. She's in it too. I think she's like another one of the. What's her name? I've seen that. I don't know. We watched it at I'll Ross's have to ask house. Her. I think it was Ross's house. Friend of the show, Ross. You could get Ross Lynch on here. R five, Austin from the said show, Austin and Alley. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He's the teen. In the one teen of the Beach. teens in the Teen Beach movie. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, who? I, yeah. Now I want to know who you're. Who you're I'll have to. Is. I'll text her after. Um, 
And we'll, I'll do like another mini episode. A follow up, yeah, mini, yeah. a mini up. The name was a twenty-minute episode of like, hey guys, uh, <laughs> no in defense this week. Just, just me, uh... couldn't get a guest. Uh, <laughs> let me fill you in on what. Also, like every week, I say something wrong, <laughs> like some wrong. Fact. You could start doing like Agendas. on last week's episode, yeah. Okay, like I recaps. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Convoy does that. I don't know if it's the... a joke because I've never oh. seen Convoy two weeks in a row. Right. But at the beginning of the Convoy show, they'll be like. Correcting a fact from last week, I said this in a scene, That's and this funny. was that was incorrect. And Those seem like three guys that that would stick with, them. right? Yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, they, oh, I said something so man, stupid. Idiot. Um, yeah, you could do that and just say that. I last week I said that this movie was called this, right? But it wasn't that. Like the the movie we were talking about earlier, the death movie. But the art of death or whatever. Oh yeah, I don't think that's what it's called. I think it's the art of killing. The art of killing. Yeah. That sounds right. The art of killing, yeah. So if you had said the art of death and everyone at home screaming, going, "It's not what it's called," then you could next week go. Yeah. It was actually called the art of. Killing. A lot of foreign documentary fans listen. To this I think shit. so. <laughs> I would defend foreign documentaries, not really, because I don't know much. I don't know many foreign documentaries. Yeah, I know a few. Hero dreams of sushi. I've never seen it, but it's always yeah, on Netflix. I know. Always, the first thing when I turn on Netflix is like, "You might like this." I'm like, "Shut up! You don't know me." I'm sure I'd watch it and just. Weep. It's about the guy in the subway, right? What? Doesn't he cook sushi like in a subway? Oh cafe? yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it either. I know he's a sushi chef, and I think he cooks it in this like grimy subway station in Japan. I, I did see uh, the documentary now episode where they like parodied it. They parodied that. That's really funny. It was called like Juan enjoys rice and chicken. <laughs> I just watched the other night the the Grey Gardens. Done yeah, right now, that's the first it's one. Really funny. It's really good. You should watch that one. Dreams of rice and sushi and the cartel one I've seen. Oh yeah, that, that one's, one's funny too. too. All of them are good. Yeah, they're really good. They're really funny. Uh, I wish I had the money to just do that. Right. You know what I mean. Also, that that one episode with the chicken and rice. It's all in Spanish. That's really. Good. I think it takes place in like like Will, that Will Ferrell movie that he did. That he spoke Spanish the entire movie. Oh yeah, Casa, Casa de mi Madre. That's really like that's so cool. I don't know what like for something no one saw. Yeah, no one saw it. But it's like he like either he knew Spanish or like had a translator, and they just like he learned it and, like right before he'd shoot. But like, right, that's really I. If I had again, if I had the money, the time, the time, I would probably make an all Spanish movie. Is Diego Luna in that? Yeah, and Gail Garcia Bernal. Wow, mm-hmm. he got some big legs. Me too, Mama. This Padre. is weird. I just got a text from my little sister that said, "Is your podcast scripted?" It is. We're reading off the We're reading, right yeah. Now. yeah. Uh, could you take that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> New choice. Does she think podcasts are scripted? Some are. Oh, yeah, like Welcome to Night Vale or something. And yeah. uh, Uncle Bernie's Botanarium. Cereal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I about that one. <laughs> I only remember that because I was listening to Hollywood Handbook on the way here. for it, yeah. And on the end of the episode, they have Chris Bannon, the CEO of mid-roll on the episode uh-huh. and at the end they were like so chris you want to plug anything and he's like uh yeah i'd like to plug uncle bernie's <laughs> botanarium <laughs> and they're like oh yeah jermaine clement yeah i know that fly to the concourse uh while we're talking handbook which like pretty uh, inside baseball but like if anyone's listening that is such a great show it really is great show it takes friend of the show friend of the show hollywood handbook <laughs> takes a couple episodes, but man, I just it pays off so well. I think it's best to... Some people... I've read on Reddit, people say that it's best to start at the beginning. I started with actors that I liked. So yeah. I started like around... the. I think the Andy Daly episode 
it just yeah. came when he did the Andy Daly podcast pilot project project. He was on that promoting that, and I was like, oh, I'll listen to him on another show. And right. I was like, this is a really this is a funny concept. And then I went back and checked out the other ones. It does take a couple episodes, and but it that may is, not be that's the only one I ever went like started over. Yeah, I've never. Having... I my friend tried to convince me to go back through Comedy Bang Bang, but like the first. A hundred episodes of Comedy Bang Bang are so like it's like a different show. Yeah, they're like, like what's the point? This is Tenacious D, and it's like this is this is a radio show. Like, right. I, I don't want to. They can't cut. They can't do like couldn't do anything that they wanted to do. Sure. So I was like, I'm not going to listen to all this. It's, I, I don't know that one. I feel like that one you can pick and choose. Yeah, you can't pick and choose with yo. Is this racist? No, no, no. Because you, have to you wouldn't every... know if it was <laughs> well, racist or was not. Was it? <laughs> uh, but I brought up Handbook because I wanted to talk to you about it anyway. But in the one with. The wine Gabris, yeah. The win- the window Gabris, <laughs> yeah. The evil from Joe Wanger, evil Gabris. I loved so much when Hayes was like, uh, "He seems to be going back to normal." He's uh, he's picking out a guided by voices album, <laughs> guided by voices album, and then Sean's like, "Is it B thousand? Oh, and they're like naming these specific <laughs> albums, doing, like deep cut guided by voices <laughs> references. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Is a Windigabo? What is it? Windig Windigo? Is that a thing? Outside of that Until Dawn video game, or is that specific I to that? I didn't know what that was at all. Because it makes an appearance in Until Dawn, the PS4 game. Oh. Um, but I didn't know if it was that was written for that. Like, if that word was made up for that. Surely that is something before a video game, right? A Wendigo? I would think so. There's no way all three of them knew what a Wendigo was. A Bendigo was a character in the Bible. A Bendigo? Yeah, guy's name in the... What did he do? It was Rashak, no, Meshach, and Abendigo. Yeah, Shadrach, three... Meshach, and Abendigo. Shadrach, that's it, yeah. And they, like, uh... They, they stood like up to died, the, go- right? the group, like, worshipping the false Nebuchadnezzar. god. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. And they were like, we're gonna stick you in this oven. Yes. And they were like, fine, do it. Stuck him in the oven. They didn't burn. He was like, oh my god, they were right. I repent... <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I only know it from uh, Veggie Tales. Tales. Yep, sure. Rack, Shack, and Benny. Rack, Shack, and that, Benny. Uh, they worship that giant chocolate bunny. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. And the um, uh, the what do you call it? The Frankenstein cauliflower, or what was it? Do you remember that one? Oh yeah. Uh, it, it was like a piece of celery that was like a Frankenstein or something. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what. It, but anyways. What a weird concept. Yeah, talking also, vegetables that like If you go back, the animation is horrifying. Uh I'm I'm I bet at the time though it like Oh, I remember it being, being like, cool. Well, it might have also just been children and been like anything animated is cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you go back you're like, "What?" I haven't watched an episode of VeggieTales. I do still every once in a while sing Elizabeth and I parody the uh hairbrush song. Yeah, where's my hairbrush? Friend of the show, Elizabeth. Uh, where is my hairbrush? We will. I will sing that if I'm looking for my keys. I'll go. Where are my keys? <laughs> but I think that's a famous song before "Where Are My Hairbrush," right? Or did they make that? I think they made up "Where's that My tune? Hairbrush." The no 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 no. Oh, that. Or might is that be. just a simple? I don't know. Scale. I don't know. I don't know anything about music. It could have just been you know one of those like old classics that they. That's what sang, I think it might have been. Sang along to the tune of. And cheeseburger Like a classical song, thing. Right? Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger. Now that was... Uh, <laughs> no cook. Pepsi no cook. <laughs> uh, no, the cheeseburger song. Or I hamburger. I, cheeseburger in Paradise? It was 
not cheeseburger in paradise, but it was like, I want a cheeseburger. He goes to a drive-through late at night, and he tries to order. It had nothing to do with God. <laughs> yeah, he orders as the hairbrush song or as the hairbrush the things song. that stick out. From he goes the to a cheese. He goes to a drive-through late at night. Uh-huh. He wants to order a cheeseburger, but he goes. The cheeseburger. The line is closed. The drive-through's closed. Sorry. Sure. And the guy laments in the car about how he just wanted a cheeseburger and how he's in love with this cheeseburger and how he's supposed to be. He was meant for this cheeseburger. Mm. The cheeseburger song. His name was. Uh, he was like the little like pea. It wasn't the tomato and it wasn't uh, the cucumber. Larry the. Larry the cable guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was Larry the cucumber. Bob the, Bob the tomato, tomato and Larry, Larry the, cucumber. the cucumber. And this guy was like something the pea or. P-U, I don't know. Pepe Le Pew, the rapist. My neighbor has a motorcycle, I hope. It- I saw him pulling it out of the garage and going for a drive, so maybe, when I pulled up, so maybe he went to go get milk. Yokero Taco Bell. Ooh, maybe. Um, On a motorcycle. <laughs> oh, it's cool. It vibrates your apartment, I know. too. Well, it's because the... Garage. We're sitting above the right. garage. You can feel... I your- went down the alleyway to get here. Oh, did you? Yeah. Got you. I'm sorry. Uh, should I announce your address on the podcast? Yes, please. It is one one two two Boogie Boogie, Boogie Avenue? Avenue. <laughs> uh, the, I'm going to bring this up. We were talking about it yesterday, but you texted me, "What's your address?" Mm-hmm. And my phone had a button Home. that was going to send you my address. Yeah, I, that happens to me when I'm shot. If I buy something online, it'll say like, it'll ask me, "Do you want me to put in your billing address or shipping address?" But I've never texted someone. Someone's never texted me and been like, hey, what's your, what's your address? And I've had that had that pop up. So well, I don't know you might not new. have it in your contact info either. You, have also, your ad, you put your address in your contact card? Yeah. That's probably what it is then. But also, Still like, weird though. Because you know, it said home in the button. Right. As if like I, it knew, like, hey, do you want to send your home address? Probably because it knows that your GPS is like in this coordin- like coordinates a bunch. Could be. That's but I think it is in my contact card. Or it's also like if you... Like, our friend Alex had a flat tire. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. And I mentioned that if you... Send my location. If you just... No, if you type the words I'm at, it will have... It will oh. auto say, like, do you want to send your current location? I don't remember that. Yeah. I'm at, and then it'll say, like... Like, do it on your phone. Go to, like, a text and just type I'm at, and it'll pop up, like, do you want to send your current location? It's kind of crazy. That's Useful, but I'm it's still, like... I'm at... Did it do it? I'm at... It did not. But I oh. screwed up typing. I'm at... I did it again. <laughs> Do you like, I'm at space. It did not. Oh, but see the... Oh, is that just like your autofill? That's yeah. what it did for me. Under that autofill, it'll say that. I'm... Let me try this one more time. I'm at... No, I didn't do it. And I didn't even screw it up that time. Although That's sometimes okay. it will do... You know, now if you say like, did you see the lobster? I asked you in a text message. It uh-huh. underlined the lobster... For so you like to you, Google the yeah, lobster. Yeah, you can Google it. Or if you say, like, I'll see you tomorrow at 3. You can add it to your calendar. Right. It's all smart. It's all smart. It might be a location services thing, too. Because if you don't have it, like, on in your messages. I think I keep it off. I don't yeah. like it tracking me. I get that. Even though I have a device in my home that listens to, that literally <laughs> has to record everything so that it knows when you're about. Although, I don't understand. It says that it, because you can go in your phone and listen to the recordings. Right. So you can see, like... All the times I asked Alexa to do something, right. and like how what it heard, right? Um, what I don't understand is like, why can't it just like not listen until you say? I guess the whole point is then it wouldn't know when. It like, has to hear, "Hey Alexa." Right. So 
why does it have to record or like listen to everything else? I assume it just that data is deleted until it probably you say, is. Hey, blank. But it's still it's like, weird. You're right. Or it's like Xbox. Like the the Xbox oh, One yeah. came out and everyone was pissed because it. If you say Xbox on, it would. And you turn always on. had to be connected to the internet. Yeah. Which is, I guess you have to. You for know, I was talking too. to. Uh, I got a haircut in Milwaukee when I was home for the holidays. But Grandma lives in Milwaukee. Does she? Milwaukee. It's a Camp Nowhere reference. Anytime someone says Milwaukee, I say that. The two twin girls tried to blow up Milwaukee, and they go, "Let's blow up Montana, Milwaukee, Montana, Milwaukee," and they go. But grandma lives in Milwaukee. And then they look at each other and go, Milwaukee. What a deep cut. Yeah. I, it, that has been etched in my brain since I was like four or five. That anytime someone says Milwaukee, I instantly want to go. But grandma lives in Milwaukee. It's camp. Okay, so. Not to interrupt your hair. No, it's story. okay because now I got to move on to this. There's Camp Nowhere, mm-hmm. Bushwhacked, yeah. and Troop Beverly Hills. All three movies, I think, and are an, the same thing. Another one. There's an another one. Another one. Uh, no, Camp Nowhere came out the same time as another camp where kids do something at camp. Uh, son of a bitch. What's the premise of Camp Nowhere? Camp Nowhere is that these four kids are getting sent to individual camps that they don't want to go to for the summer. Mm-hmm. A technology camp, a fat camp a theater camp and a military camp and they decide to hire Christopher Lloyd who works at the mall at a cheese store <laughs> to basically be their camp counselor so he goes in costume and character to each of the houses and says oh you send your boy to military camp send your daughter to fat camp whatever and then they go to they rent this place out in the middle of nowhere I do a fake camp and do whatever they want they just hang around oh, that's kind of cool until the parents come for parents day then they've got to oh. put it all together. <laughs> There's another camp movie that came out. Camp Nowhere. I'm going to think of this later. And It's not Bushwhacked, the Daniel Stern vehicle? No, I love Bushwhacked. That's what I always think of. Um, oh, man. Camp Heavyweights is the I was oh, thinking of. Yeah, yeah, Heavyweights um, is like the one, though, of the, those movies. Of the camp movies. Yeah. Although Bushwhacked, is that really a camp movie or is that a camping movie? I don't I don't know. I know they're like in the woods. Have you even seen it? I probably did when I was a kid. I oh, don't remember yeah. anything about it. Daniel Stern like acts like is a convict or something. Is that the like, one where they launch stuff with a bra? With a bra. That's all I remember. Yeah, that's all I remember well, about it. Well, because I was an 11-year-old sure. boy going like, like, oh, a bra. And they made this like 12-year-old girl go take her <laughs> bra off. <laughs> like now I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, when I was like five, I was like, yeah, this is the Ouchie wawa. There was another – there was a Bob Saget – uh, camp movie called like Daddy Dad Camp Dad and Me Camp or something, where it was like oh. a father son father and son something like that. Oh, um, and I used to rent it all the time, even though I'm sure it was one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, Dad's Camping, I loved Man of the House with Jonathan Taylor Thomas yeah. and Chevy Chase. Where they camp in the backyard, right? No, they go to a. He's like part of a Boy Scouts of America. That I had a dog Native named Numb Nuts. Yes. Right. That's the that, was, he, he, that was the line in the trailer that he I remember named his, his. He got to name his dad's like Indian name, and he gave him Squatting Dog. Squatting Dog, and he's like, "You didn't have any other options." And he said, "Well, I did have a dog named Num Nuts." Yes. Right. Isn't it weird how those lines from trailers yeah, like it was, stick in your brain? It was yeah. because I had to. Well, you didn't have to. I guess I could have got up and fast forward. But anytime I watched a movie that had those trailers in front of it, I would just watch, watch them, them again. again. Do you um, remember they used to do in Disney movies? They had like the like. It'd be almost like a behind-the-scenes featurette on an upcoming film. Movie Surfers. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what it's yeah. Called. 
There was one Vaguely. for Tarzan where they showed the director like filming skateboarders. Yeah. Because they wanted to have Tarzan I remember that. slide down. Like, right. And I would watch that all the time. I also remember they, there was, a, I think it was a Disney movie. No, it was Page Master. The trailer before that was a movie called The Thief and the Cobbler. Yes. Uh, never seen it, but it's always yeah. stuck in my mind as being really creepy, and I've mm-hmm. never met anyone that's ever seen it, so I don't even know if it exists. But I do know that because I've seen The Page Master. That movie also kind of freaks me out. That was a scary movie. The horror section, the Jekyll the and Hyde stuff was is creepy. pretty creepy. Uh, when he's trying to escape a library that's drooping paint. Yes. And it's like sloshing up the walls. That to keep him out. out of there, yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty creepy. And Christopher Lloyd is hamming it up. Going like, look to the books. They're like, yeah. stay out of the horror section. <laughs> what does he say when he like, like, oh, like your library card or something? Yeah, because he forgets his library card, it, like freaks the kid out, right? And he like backs up. Yeah, that like haunting long hallway shot. Yeah, he yells something to him. I'm gonna watch that. Don't tonight. forget your library card. Is that what it is? Because later, isn't there like a weird like setup payoff of like his library card like sets him free or something? Yeah, I haven't seen it. He can like check the. He takes the books home with him. His friends, right? The three of them. Yes. He's like, oh, you can't fantasy you horror and the pirate adventure. One. Adventure. Yeah. Oh my god, I gotta watch that tonight. <laughs> and <laughs> even the opening, like the library, is creepy. Yeah. Like getting like the, there's a storm. And he rides that stupid safety bike. Yeah. It's just Dad Ed Begley Jr. I think so. Yeah. I just in my head was like, that's who that dad looked like. I, I see Ed Begley Jr. all the time at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, uh, not the Galleria, the one on Riverside, whatever mall, the Westfield Shopping Mall in Sherman Oaks. Oh, yes. All, I mean, I've, I've seen him there like three times. <laughs> Have you said anything? No, because he's no. always like on the phone or doing something. Sure. I don't like talking to celebrities. Is but he a like, celebrity? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Is Ed Begley Jr. a celebrity? Friend of the show, Ed Begley Jr. Uh, I think he's funny. Yeah. He's great. He I seems just, to have a good head on his shoulders. I don't like, know if he's a celebrity. I don't know. I don't know if he's he a guy wants who's that, though. known for stuff. Is that your sister? No. What'd she say? Sam, friend of the show. Friend of the show, Sam. Has she done the show? Yeah. What'd she do? Kardashians. Ah, I thought. Didn't Carolyn do reality? No. Uh, Zoe did for like the first one, but it was like very vague and like we were still figuring All out the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was back when we were like a radio show and not quite as. You so play music. I was getting my hair cut in Milwaukee. Yes. And. Uh, where grandma my, lives. My hairstylist, where grandma lives. Uh, my hairstylist is talking about how she got her boyfriend an Xbox for Christmas, but they were like pissed because they decided to stop. They canceled their internet because it was costing too much. Which I was like, "What world do you live in?" Where she was, what she was not older than twenty eight. She was like essentially our age. What was she just gonna like use her cell phone plan as her internet for if she needed? I just it? think they like didn't need home internet. I guess they could do stuff at other places i don't know and so she bought it and was pissed that well she was like i didn't know you had to be on the internet all the time didn't they change it to where you just needed it once yeah but so basically she was saying like i guess there's a loophole where like you have to update it so he took it to like his mom's like his grandma's house oh my like use her internet download the updates and then took it back the decisions people make are it's like how about not an xbox and just like a few more months of internet one is basically a utility and one yeah. is a, a toy, right. a really expensive toy. Yeah, we're on the same page here. Huh. Then again, it's a very privileged way to say, like, I have internet all oh, the time. Oh, I think you were going to say, like, she was, like, really privileged and really rich. And I was going to be like, oh, no, no, no one stopped so. to tell her and her family, like, you should probably keep the internet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, there are people that don't ever, that will never know what the internet even is. Maybe not in this country, but in other countries. Sure. So, 
Yeah, that... Uh... Well, I was looking at my cable bill last night for my taxes to write some of it off Ooh. on my internet and stuff. I was getting all that together. It said I spent $620 last year for TV, cable, and internet. For the whole year? For the whole year. Which sounded like a lot at first. Then I was like, that's like 50 a month, roughly, around there. That's not that bad. 60. So, yes. But, I mean, you think about it. 600 bucks a year. I guess that's two Xboxes. I don't know how much an Xbox is now, but... I think they're like three. So she could get two Xboxes. Oh, but now there's the Pro. Right. Which I don't think she bought him an Xbox Pro. Probably not. Maybe. She might have even bought him an original big black and green Xbox. <laughs> yeah. With hey, I, Raw 2. With so WWF Raw. Now I gotta go into this. So, me in front of the show, Ben. My favorite video game of all time is NHL Hits 2003. Okay. One of my favorite games. It's very easy, very addicting. But, like, they never, like, added any backwards compatibility, any way to play it in any other form than just on... Xbox. Like a GameCube, original Xbox, or like PS2, Two, I think. yeah. So I, the copy I had for Xbox doesn't work. Okay. Which was incredibly frustrating. Excuse me. Didn't work now or didn't work back then? It stopped working over time. Oh, so now okay. it's like not working. Or would like work for a bit and then stop, which was incredibly frustrating. I found on, I was like, I'm going to go on eBay and just like find an old copy. And granted, everyone knows it's a good game, so they... Oh, you it's not like a... You can't get it for under 15 bucks, oh. which is, like, fine. But at the same time, it's not, like, Did dirt you check cheap. Game Dude? No. Oh. But okay. I also wanted it in Wisconsin. So oh, right, right, right. it was, right, like, a right, thing, right. too. Uh, got it. Started playing it again. Incredible. Holds up. What a I fun I think game. I've actually played If you that. can find a way to play it, it's great. Uh, but it's weird. I was, like, on the Xbox, and I forgot that before like like now on PlayStation offers like you want to connect your Spotify and like listen to stuff while right, you right, play right. then you would I would upload Music CDs to it. Yeah. to it and I was looking through what I had oh <laughs> man I wish I still had mine to see mine <laughs> uh, I had uh, All Killer No Filler sure I had the Nirvana like Greatest Hits album yeah the one that had your no, you know yeah, you're yeah. right on it uh, Linkin Park's Meteora Meteora that was oh. the one with Faint and um, it was the one after hybrid? hybrid Theory. Oh, I I only owned Hybrid Theory. You didn't get Meteor. That was the breakout. Was that the one with the robot on the cover? No, was that the remix? remix yeah, one. re-hybrid. Hybrid, it was like re-res or, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I never Meteora listened. Meteor was like, a, like, if you imagine the square, like, here, I'll draw it. If you imagine the square of the record, it was like, in here there was like a dude like spray painting. I remember the, the album. Yeah, yeah, but I never, I didn't buy it. That's the one that had it. faint and numb and... I never liked them. What was the one that's like, I know what they're fighting for, why I have to scream, I'm thinking. Breaking the Habit, that was what it was called. I'm breaking yeah. the habit tonight. <laughs> that was a good song. It was like a little like... I should have bought that album. You should have. It was good. Uh, they were prominently always featured on... They were like... They used to, on pay-per-views for WWF, uh-huh. they would pick a song... Like from an alternative rock band, usually, and be like, "That's the official song of the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or whatever." Like, Trapped, Headstrong was one of them yeah. that I remember, and Linkin Park was constantly. Fozzie, you know them? Fozzie. That was Chris Jericho. Do you know Chris Jericho? Yeah. That was his metal band that he's still in. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, that seems a little insider trading." Like sure. Fozzie just happens to be the uh, the That's song, true. the band that yeah. made the song for the paper. Were they any good? Uh, as not far really. as that goes, oh. Um, 
best hockey game I know of is Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey on the 64, where you sure. could fight, you could punch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do that on any other hockey game. You can fight in an NHL. Really? Hits, yeah. You can also knock people through the glass, which I was. You couldn't cool. do that on Wayne Gretzky. But it's also, you know, it's like NFL hits or blitz. Blitz. It's like it's like that. Of, it's the same like premise, but for hockey. Oh. So it's like hard checks and like there's no penalties and like. So it's not like Madden where it's like. No, no, no! It's not realistic at all. Oh, that sounds awesome. It's great, but it's the second one. They had the regular NHL hits and then they had 2003. Or it's like Blitz 2000 or Blitz 99, yeah. Blitz 2000 was exactly. Way better than Blitz 99. Yeah. In Every IMO. Mm-hmm. But 2001, they added too much. But now, you know, now it doesn't matter. You get Madden 15. It's like, well, there's not that much different than... Yeah, I mean, I've know. kept Madden 14. I I bought one for the PS4, and it, it's supposed to serve you for like five years. Yeah. You won't have the updated rosters or anything, but it doesn't matter. D- yeah. Uh, another crazy one while we're talking about, like, updates to video games. I haven't played it, but, like, the newest Guitar Hero... There's like a Guitar Hero Live function. It's like a real guitar, I think. Right? Well, no, that's a different thing. Oh. But on the newest Guitar Hero, which is a little different, they added like more buttons. Now there's like eight no, buttons instead of five. Uh, you can like do Guitar Hero Live, which is like you play a set list online that they choose. And as you beat songs, you get points to buy new songs. songs. So instead of like the DLC of like pay yeah. five bucks to get five Guns N' Roses tracks. Instead, you like play online and build up points, and that's how you get... How do they make money? I don't know. Maybe just like the servers, like showing that it still has popularity. There's something with hmm. advertising, or... I don't know how any of this makes money. I had rock band, and I used to play online with people. Like, we would oh, get cool. a band together. I would always sing, because mm-hmm. they... Everybody wanted to play guitar, mm-hmm. like, online. So if you were like... It'd be like a thousand people looking. We have a guitarist. We have a bassist. Yeah. We're looking for a drummer and a singer. I only ever wanted to play drums. I had the drums, but I wasn't very good at it. I'm, I don't have the coordination for it. I'm pretty good at them. I've got I the still pipes, go home so... and I can play on like expert drums. <laughs> it's very stupid. It just red, makes like red, a... Red, green. Even when you're good, it's just like... <laughs> Sounds nothing like a rock song. Yeah. Okay. That was Dinosaur Jr. I've never listened to them. They're great. It seems like one of those bands that I just missed the boat on. The problem is there's so much... Is there? Mm-hmm. They put out like 17 records. Or Is something. that what they're known for? Yeah. Same with oh. like Guided by Voices. They just have so many records. I never listened to them either. Mm-hmm. Who we brought Which is why I didn't understand that. I mean, I understood the reference. I knew it was a band. What I thought was so funny is that Sean named a record and then Hayes responded with a deep Did... track from that record. <laughs> well, when you're hot, you're hot. I know. Uh, yeah. I like both those bands are ones that have had a very distinct sound that they haven't changed over the decades they've been performing, which is impressive. So it's like you can kind of jump in anywhere. And it kind of sounds like an album that you loved when you were... I think uh, Weezer's pretty much like that, right? Ah, uh, they've had dips. Doesn't Weezer just kind of all sound like... You could put on a new album of Weezer and be like, yeah, this of. kind of sounds like the like, old album. But the thing with Weezer is like they had that middle section where it's like really bad. What do you consider that? The Red Album and Ratitude are both unlistenable to me. The Red Album is not unlistenable to me, but it's not good. But I can listen to it. There's a couple tracks. Yeah. On all of it. It's a like, Ratitude, a I don't I'll even take. think I bought. Ratitude's very bad. Uh, and then, because it goes, so it's Blue's perfect. Right. Pinkerton's perfect. I love Pinkerton. It, uh, it had to grow on me. That's fair. Uh, then it was Green Album. Green Album. Which was is good. good. Yeah. Maladroit, which I really like. E, what was on? What was the single on that? Keep Fishing, the yes. one with the Muppets. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That was just starting to get a little, yeah. Well, that's where he was like, I'm going to do more like Pixies, kind of like weirder right. sounds, which I appreciated. I was like, change it up. Because Green Album was like mega hit after mega right. hit after mega hit. Uh, then after Maladroit, they did Make Believe, which I don't like. Make Believe is bad. Then they did Make Believe is very Red good. Album, which is better than Make Believe, but still not good. Right. Then they did Ratitude, which is their worst. Is that Hurley? No, Hurley was after Ratitude. <laughs> was after, I don't remember anything I forgot about, about Hurley. Ratitude was um uh they did like I don't remember anything. They did a that. song with uh what's his face? Was uh, that the bean pork and beans or was that the red album? No, pork and beans is red album. Ratitude had there was a song with Lil Wayne. Can't stop partying. Oh, I remember Tri- hearing about it. It was but very I... like every song was like super sunshiny, like that's when Little Wayne put out it. his rock album, right? Yeah. Where he like Which is bad. Played guitar like bing, bing, bing. It's like It is bad. <laughs> I've listened to a couple of tracks on it. Uh then after Ratitude was Hurley, which was also unmemorable. Right. Then after Hurley was Everything Will Be Alright in the End, which is Don't know that better. one. Better. I haven't even heard a song off Oh, that. that's the one from like last year. I thought that was the White album. No, White came okay, sorry, White was last year. The year before was oh, okay. Everything Will Be Alright. I was about to say, I know they did another color album somewhere in there. Everything Will Be Alright in the End had uh Back to the Shack. Do you know that one? It sounds like he's playing rock band. Or he's playing like this is Maladroit. <laughs> yeah. Just goes through track by you track. You don't know Maladroit. <laughs> you fuckers. Have you heard him before? Does he normally play Only guitar? Occasion. I don't think he's playing guitar. I think that's music. I think he's just listening to tunes. I play guitar a lot, but I always wear headphones, which is probably terrible for my hearing, but better for neighbors a neighbor of mine got those digital drums mm-hmm. because he had like the regular drums and they were fucking loud but he got sure. the ones where you plug in headphones to and mm-hmm. it like saved me and my family like probably d- days off your, of our life your it was just, he'd be in childhood it. yeah oh he'd be playing it at like two in the morning next door with the garage door open uh, in the garage mm-hmm. the garage too is like a terrible place unless Horrible. you have yeah no it just and the sound just went that way like it didn't yeah. or if it bounced it was just a horrible place to play i mean i i don't know i, I guess you have to play it somewhere i i guess they didn't want it in the room i don't know yeah. but he got those are they digital drums is that what you'd call them electric drums electric yeah. drums yeah he got that and put headphones on never heard him again that's good yeah my band in high school we played in the guitarist and the drummer were brothers so they played in the basement together sure and he always had the drums you guys had up. basements though we didn't have basements oh right no basements in texas that's maybe weird. in plant in dallas but not in houston did you have second stories uh yeah we did didn't you? but okay. uh people did yeah there was like no zoning thing not in our neighborhood there was one house literally i can show you on google maps that had a second story hmm. um because it got built after everything else got built i guess sure uh but yeah no basements so we did have an attic above the garage but i don't know if that i mean you couldn't you just had to put the christmas tree up there there was no like um, no place to play or do it, hang out up there or anything, right? Because it was like you opened it, slid the fake Christmas tree, oh sure, up there, and then closed, then closed it. it. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. So basically, if you were in the attic, it'd just be like, here's the hole where you get in, and then here's like the the ring of stuff you'd stick inside of it. Yeah, you would open the attic, and like, you, like if you could take the roof off of the house, you could see like it would be a ring of stuff around <laughs> the opening, right? Where you would just put something to make sure it wouldn't fall out. fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was no way anybody you could, you, I guess when I was a kid, I could get up there, but like definitely no, like I, I couldn't get up there now. Right. I would fall through the roof. Yeah. I'd be scared to do that. So no attic, really no basement. Just the floor. Just the floor. 
just the and our garage was just filled with shit yeah we couldn't put a car in there we've never put a car in the garage weird not once we had a carport but we never a car i my 20 how old am i almost 28 28 years of living yeah never a car has never been in that garage wow we're not almost 28 we're like not even 27 and a half early 27 i will be 27 and a half in february right it is february no wait october november december january february march my birthday's in September. I know. September to October. October to November. November to December. December to January. January to February. February, February to March. March. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a week younger than you, remember? I thought you were a month. No, one week. Your birthday's in September? Yeah. I'm exactly one week younger than you. And then Alex is exactly one week younger than me. Remember, we're like three in a row. We had like Saturday birthdays in a row or whatever. Why do you guys have a party together? But I don't have a party because is it because Alex's would be too far away? His would be like two well. Weeks here's early. what happened last year. You're in the perfect position. Two years ago, or 2000, 2016, Yeah, I had a birthday party for myself and invited you to. Alex wanted to do the same party as I did that year. The karaoke, and su- yes, and suggested right. we do it together. Okay, in order to not have two karaoke parties in a row. Didn't you guys do a party in 2015 together or no? No. Maybe I'm just thinking of the karaoke party. Uh, I don't remember what I did for my birthday in 2015. I could have sworn. Maybe no. I I'm oh, think- I might have done karaoke. Did I do karaoke that year too? I've been to that karaoke place twice. Yes. I've. Right. I think I've only had two karaoke parties for my birthday. I, I don't know what I did the year before. That. I don't know either. It doesn't matter. Birthdays are the worst. I like having them. I don't. I don't I don't care about them. It's not yeah. that I like hate people that celebrate them. You do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I just I'm never one to be like, I'm gonna throw a party, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do like Sure. Just let me watch TV. Mine's like give me an excuse to hang out with friends. I don't even I, I didn't even do I did that in college, but like now I just I see the if it was like if it were people I didn't see a lot, mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oh, birthdays are cool, but like I don't know. Uh, in college, you had I, a ton of friends and a ton of people at that party. I have a ton of friends. I would not if I had a karaoke birthday party this year. There would be Cobbler, uh-huh. Cobbler's partners, uh-huh. uh huh, and some friends that I went to college. Like there would be like maybe I have like ten, ten to fifteen friends in LA. Yeah, but everyone I know from college is out here. See, I all my friends went to New York because the stage makes sense. Yeah, tried the boards. The stage. Stage. Oh, yes. The stage. The stables. The stables. Tread the boards. Uh, learn your lines. Mm-hmm. Makeup. Hit your cues. Places, people. Um, Lights up. <laughs> and go for some. Curtain sound. in 10. <laughs> uh, get dressed. <laughs> uh, get a job. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the thing is, like, there are more people than I like that I knew in college that are out here. I think if more people lived in LA, but I also there are people that I knew that I went to college with that live in LA that I don't like. Yeah, the majority same. I would think. So like I don't have that. I have like five or ten friends that went to college with me that live out here that I would want to see on a Saturday night. The right. rest are like, you know, they voted for people I don't like, and I hate getting into arguments with them. But see that transitions perfectly into what you're here to talk about. Yep. 
Did the title, did the song just go off, or is this all the first act of the what we just Oh, no, recorded? we're going to cut everything before this. Sure, sure, sure. Hi, cut, welcome wh- to cut, End of Fans. Cut what? <laughs> I do love whenever you hear a podcast and they talk about cutting something out, because it's this weird, like, thing of, it's this weird, like, Pandora's. Is that a faux pas? Well, no, there's a thing of, like, if they cut it out, you wouldn't know that they said that. Right. So, like, if you hear it, like, we'll cut it out later. But then they have to take out, we'll cut it out later then, right? Yeah, but the but that's the point is like if you ever hear someone talk about cutting something out and they like they never didn't thought cut about it that. out because if they huh. said that and actually cut it out you wouldn't know they did it right, but then they have to let you know that they cut it out they have to tell you they cut it out yeah legal purposes I'm sorry you can do your intro again I won't talk over it uh, welcome to Defense Podcast about things my name's Troy Bergeron uh, our guest today. Uh, good friend of the show. You've heard him before. You know him. You love him. John Paul Green is here. Hey, everybody. Oh, please. Please. Let, let that audience out of here. They don't need to. They don't want to watch this. Get out. Got him. Got him. Uh, you texted me. Yep. And you said, if you'll have me back. Yep. I would love to talk, you, talk about closing yourself off emotionally. Yep. I'm the king of it. Which I find fascinating. Because it's one thing, like, we wouldn't come up with that topic naturally, just being like, hey, what would you like to talk about? Right. But you said, I have this thing, and I want to talk about it. Yeah. I was talking, I just had a kid, a uh, friend of the show. Thank you. Hey, get get out of here. Joey, lock the door. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, just had a child, and I had a friend text me, a uh, friend of the show. Jack Green, friend of the show. Jack Green, friend of the show. I had a friend text me and said, oh, man, what's it like being a dad? I was asking me all these questions. He was like, when he was born, did you just, just cry your eyes out? And I was like, no. And they were like, why not? What do you mean? I was like, I, I just don't. I just didn't. Right. And they were like, oh, I would have expected you just to be bawling. And I was like, you would have? I was like, you don't know me very well. <laughs> because I've cried, I think, th- three times in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can count at least... The ending of Avatar. The ending of Avatar. And when I saw the ending of Avatar again the second time. and He uh, opens his eyes. Yeah, he opens his eyes and cries. Uh, I see you. And then on, when I saw it on FX one day, one afternoon, <laughs> I just caught the ending. Uh, I haven't seen Avatar since it, I saw it in the movie theaters. I don't know anything about it. I've seen little snippets I know it's on FX. Jake, Jake Scully? Jake, Jake Scully. Scully. I always... Ben and I had this like... It was like a weird stand-up bit that I think is so funny, but like he introduces himself as Jake Sully. Right. And then she goes, Jake Sully. And it's like, that's how you would read it if you didn't know English. Sully. Sure. You, it's phonetic if you're learning a language you don't Su- know. Yeah. If I make up a word right now and ask you to repeat it, you won't pronounce it differently. Try me. Make up a word. Schlargen. Schlargen. Yeah, you don't go... Schlargoon. Oh, I thought you like, were going to be like, you were going to go, no, you would pronounce it. I thought you were saying you would pronounce it. No, she wouldn't say Jake you would, Sully. You would say back whatever you heard. back the same way she heard it. Right. Although if it was in a different language, do you know a different language? I know some Spanish. Give me something in Spanish. Because uh, I don't know Spanish at all. Like any word in Spanish. Yeah, or a phrase or something. Uh, Donde está el baño? Donde está el baño? Yeah. That's exactly what I said. I thought it yes. might be different because I hadn't. No, and I tried to kind of like accent it up too. But the thing is, like, he she goes like, "What's your?" He says like, "Jake Sully or right. Jake Sully," right? And she says, and she Jake says, "Jake Sully." Immediately, that makes no sense. Maybe she's an idiot. I could be. I mean, I don't want to like put a whole group of people into a category. I don't want to categorize. <laughs> They're the, indigenous. The Navi. Yeah, Navi. Navi. Nice. Yep. Uh, I only know that. Or was that the fairy from Zelda? 
Listen. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Is that the same? Were those the Were those Navi? the Navi? Navi? What was her name? That fairy, wasn't it Navi? No. I don't know. Oh god. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, NAVI. I think you're right though. I think they were the Navi and Navi. Avatar as well. Listen. Hey, hey. It was so frustrating. What? What do you want? <laughs> we should go talk to the Deku tree. <laughs> nothing, nothing drives me crazier than when I play that game again. I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't jump. Yeah. Let you, me jump around You can run over a gap, and it's like, we'll jump for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like games when they do that. It drives me crazy. That was a weird trend where games weren't, where you, they took the jump function out. Well, I, yeah, I always, like, I'm okay with, like, a character that can't jump. But I don't like when you have to climb or jump things, and then you just like go straight, huh? and they jump for you. Yeah, that that's a weird. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Um. Yeah. So, like Link, I closed myself off emotionally. Right. So, anyways, my friend was just blown away that I that didn't I, cry when you had a child. Yeah. And it's not that I'm not emotionally excited and happy to have a kid. I just don't express it sure. very often, or at least to other people. Noted, you're not smiling. You no, I, you don't look happy I at lo- all right now. And that's another thing is that, like people, I will say something like, especially early on when I was dating when Elizabeth and I were dating, uh, what seven years ago, six mm-hmm. years ago, however long it was. I would she would make me she would make dinner, and I'd finish and she'd go, "How was it?" And I would be like, "I really loved it," and she would be like. You hated it. I'm like, no, I'm I'm looking you dead in the eye, and I'm saying I loved it. And sure. because of the way that I speak or deliver that the that phrase that I loved it, she thought that it was uh, insincere. Mm. So I struggle with that of like getting my not my, getting my point across because I can argue for anything. Sure, but uh, getting people to understand when I am sincere because I'm, I guess sometimes I'm not sincere. Yeah, you you joke around. Sure. Which is just a defense mechanism. Sure. Um, anytime Elizabeth and I have a fight or anything, it ends with like me making a joke to make her laugh, and then we move on. Instead sure. of being like, okay, I'm going to live in this uncomfortable right. place. Not for me. Never yeah. was. I don't want to do that. Never. Never. Uh, State Farm. Um, <laughs> but like growing up, uh, I wasn't allowed to cry. I mean, my dad just said that that's not what boys did. And I've never seen my dad cry. And my mom, when she cries, she does this thing. She refuses to let anybody see her cry. So she'll, like, start to cry. Like, when she saw our kid for the first time, she started to, like, well up. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, made a joke about, like, oh, I got to get out of here. Uh, we get, we'll get out of your hair. And, like, started packing up her bag or whatever to leave. So I was like, okay, I get, I get that from her. And I yeah. get the no crying from him. Because hmm. I've never, I've never, State Farm, never. seen him cry. Uh, we're a... Farmers. Oh, we are farmers. <laughs> there we are. Um, J.K. Simmons. Get me those Spider-Man photos. <laughs> Parker. Parker. <laughs> um, give me that insurance claim. Uh, so, yeah, never cried growing up, really. Sure. And I never, I guess, yeah. Do you feel like... It's in- great, though. I And I mean that sincerely. I, when I say that it's great, it's great. You enjoy that. Yeah, because... The way I think of it is, and what I and, and and my wife and I have talked about this is that I build, like our president, I build a wall, uh-huh. emotional wall, right? And Mexico's going to pay for paying, that emotional yeah. wall. Who's paying for it? Um, so I build a wall up because it's easier to. I take a glass half empty approach to 
emotion, which is it is easier to build a wall and not get hurt and not have someone attack and attack your kingdom and your castle, mm-hmm. aka you, versus like, okay, like I'm trusting you guys, I'm bringing my wall down, and if you come at me get and I get over. hurt, oh man, it's going to really feel bad. Sure. On the other side of that, it's like if you put a wall up all the time, you're never really you don't you can't experience the the joy of being vulnerable with someone to which i say i'll take that risk sure i will live my life with a wall and not experience the joy of being vulnerable sure but at the same time like in your defense like in defense defense yourself to me uh you have grown up pretty fast you have a loving wife yeah sure and a child right and a the stable income and like yeah. a house or like apartment complex that's right. very nice. like you're we own an apartment complex yeah you you're a lot of I have stuff, a, I have a monocle you have a lot of security in your yes. life where right. like it's not like you're afraid to take risks or like find you found love sure you have yeah, this yeah, yeah child you've in a hopeless place you found a child in a hopeless place um an orphanage mm-hmm. um yeah, I have all that, but like that still doesn't. I mean, I I think of I worry about money. I, everybody worries about money, but I worry about sure. money like four to five hours a day. Like even on okay. the way here, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna stop and get gas on the way home, and I was like, oh man, like I filled up like a week ago. Like I gotta yeah. start adding up. Even though we have Buco Dolores, not mm-hmm. Buco Dolores, but we have a lot of money. Yeah, we're fine. I just it's easier to be like, nope, like uh, we're gonna batten down the hatches instead of freight batten. Tighten down that batten down the hatches, like when the storm's coming. Yeah, what you mean, but I don't know. Um, it's just easier. It's just a more effective way for me to live my life. Sure. Than to go like, because I do have friends that don't worry, that do not have money and don't worry about money. Sure. Where they will be like, "Hey, do you want to go? Let's go get dinner." And they're like, "I only have t- like twelve bucks in my checking. Like, I got a, um, um, I'm gonna like, uh, I don't know. Like, I've got some turkey at home." I'm yeah. like, okay, well, if you don't have money, I understand that approach of like, you know, if you don't have money to eat, you need to eat what you have. Yeah. I get that. But then I have other friends that are like, I don't have any money in my account. I'll just put it on a credit card. Sure. And that's like, do they have fun? Do they go out? Yeah, I see the photos all the time. Sure. But I know they don't have any money. Sure. Whereas I have money and I, I screwed it. Yeah. I'm an Ebenezer. Right. And it's great. I get that. Yeah. It's fun. I feel like I have a approach kind of similar of like... Because I also worry about funds. Sure. And like in this industry, there's a lot of have phases no clue of where no it's coming. work. Right. Uh, but it's just like there are things more worth my time mentally. To worry about. Yes. And I'm like, I can sanction this off and be like, like right now, today, right. I'm not worried about money. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not worried. Like, I, I should be. I will be at some point. But I can actively go, not right now. I mentally cannot do I. Physically, mentally, whatever you want to call it, cannot do that. Interesting. I, I because I've tried, sure, totally to be like I'm not gonna worry about it. Like mm-hmm. today's not the day to worry about it. Like is as soon as I get like a residual check or something, I get like five minutes of being like, okay, like we're fine for this week. Sure. Even though we're fine for months, and I know that in the back of my head, but right. it takes like five minutes, and then I go, oh, like I haven't contributed to my IRA, IRA in a while. Like maybe I should just put that there. Like <laughs> really, like I'm 27, like and I have I've only put like x amount of money in that like i really got to get going i haven't checked my stocks app in a while like i don't even know how my stocks are doing and then it just leads into that yeah so we're in very different places well i mean (laughs) but then on the same token like that's like so 
our health insurance that Elizabeth and I have is uh-huh. based off of my earnings. Right. Because it's through the... It's through the you, Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. yeah. You can't combine earnings. So if Elizabeth were to go get a co-star or a guest star role tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I were to get a co-star and a guest star role tomorrow, and that was all the work we did for the year, we couldn't then combine our earnings so that we hit that threshold. Even though you're married? Even though we're married. It has to be huh. from one individual, and then that person becomes the dependent. So if Elizabeth booked a pilot tomorrow and worked all year and I didn't, it would She's then the she dependent. would be the or you'd be the dependent. Yeah, She'd she be would the be the provider. Uh, provider. Yeah. yeah. So so you can't. So it, what it comes down to is like I have to basically provide insurance, food. Like I I'm the one that brings the income, and it's one thing if I worked, you know, at an office or something and had an employer based right uh, health insurance. But the fact is, like I have to go out and compete against. I don't know, like a thousand people for a commercial or something to book yeah. something in order that my wife and now my son and myself can have health. There's insurance. weight to it. Yeah, yeah. you've got stakes. so like I carry that around Constantly. all the time. Sure, I mean just nonstop. And I've spoken to this about this to Elizabeth, and she's like, you know, how do you do that? You can't do that. You can't carry that. And it's like I have worked out a system where I just keep it all in. Sure. And just push it down, <laughs> and I've come like compartmentalized everything that like it doesn't. I am able to then wake up the next day and be like, yeah, okay, like today's a new day, whatever. We'll go about yeah. our day. Because if I were to like just start unpacking that piece by it's piece, it's just gonna unravel, right? Yeah. So now I'm too far in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now I'm too deep. I've invested too much time, too much money. Yeah. Like, it would give me, like, a two-week mental breakdown if I started unpacking all this. Sure. So now I've gone too far. I just got to keep packing it. Have you ever had any kind of, like, breakdown or panic attack or anything? I get... I mean, I'll get anxious to the point where I'm, like... like Freaking out? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do about my... But but it's all internal. I have never, like, sat there and, like, like, I need to breathe. I need to breathe. I need to breathe. Or... Sure. Breathe. 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 Um, (laughs) I need to breathe. Gotta breathe. Gotta breathe. Um, So... Like, I've never outwardly had that. Sure. Um, but I also married someone who's really emotional all the time. That's true. I say that in a loving way. In touch with her emotions. Right. In touch yeah. with her emotions. Uh, so, like, I sort of had this agreement, like, you do the emotional stuff yeah. for both of us, and then I'll do, like, the stoic uh, cut-off thing for both right. of us. So she gets to, like, talk. And I'm a better listener, and she's a better talker. I mean, she's a great listener, but, like... When she talks about stuff that's worry, like family or whatever, I just sit there and take it and go, you know, it'll be okay and blah, blah, blah. And I ease her down. And a lot of our, not disagreements, but she'll say like, I don't know what you're feeling because like you can't, you have to talk to me. You have to express this. Right. And so, uh, spoiler alert, what I do is I just give her a little piece of cheese, little piece of the pie to go, uh, and I'm really worried about this when internally I'm worried about 99 yeah. other additional things. Well, you'll be like, this little thing is what's stressing me out. Right. Let me give you something so that you know that I'm not just ignoring you. Right. But I'm not going to unload all my luggage. Yeah. Do you find, like, in a situation like that, do you find it difficult to keep it all in? Or is that more of you, like, I will do this for you? Or is it, do you feel it more like you're holding it in all the time? It's you more of I mean? a... Uh... It's what it, I think what it like uh, translates to Mm -hmm. is it just turns into anger, right? So like Uh in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, I do a really good job of like not letting any of this out. 
But right. in reality, it just manifests itself into anger. Uh, okay. So, like, it closes off, like, doing this for... Like, I, I don't think of it as, like, I'm doing this for you. I think in my head I probably think that. But what my actions are are, like, I'm keeping it together. I'm keeping it together. And then I just, like, snap when I'm, like... Who didn't put the lid on the, the the toothpaste? Who was it? It's like, well, it was either me or her. Mm-hmm. Wasn't my two month old or yeah. my dog. So yeah, it probably just comes out like that rather than like. It's probably more, cr- like I don't like um emote. Is that a word? Emote. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's more that than like it's a it's a combination of emoting, emotioning, emoting. I think it's emoting. Emoting and closing yourself off. Got it. Because it, like, I do, when I get stressed, I get angry. So, like, there is an emotion there, but it's not like, I'm not, I don't ever, like, sit and say, like, hey, I'd like to talk about my feelings, or I'd like to talk about this that happened. But you don't feel a pressure to let that off either. You're just... No. Because when you said earlier, like, you're too far in, but you you don't actually feel like... I don't want to. It's not like I'm, like, I mean, there are times, like, honestly, like, when my kid was born, like, I wanted to cry. Sure. Because I was, like, I'm so happy... Like, it was half happy, half like, oh my God, now I have a third mouth to feed, including myself. Sure. But like, I did want to, but yeah. I literally, I, my body has like, just worked a system, like a Nutrisystem, mm-hmm. gets delivered every week, I'm not crying. I'm like, it's not happening. I'm not going to let any emotion out mm-hmm. in the, in the, in terms of like, oh, I'd like to unload everything. If anything, it it seeps out through anger. That's where it's sure. like the cracks in the the hole in the dike, if you will. I get that. By John Updike. <laughs> um, uh, the, uh, offshoot question, but when J- when Jack was born, and I know you were like so happy, but like how quickly were you? Like, did another mouth to feed? How quickly did that come to your brain? That came before he was born. So, like, during the pregnancy, I was thinking about it more. But, like, on the day, like, it really didn't cross my mind. It, like, it took me, like, it was the stress of, okay, now he's born, and we got shuffled off into our mortal mortal coil, which is the hospital room downstairs, Mm -hmm. and they were like, okay, like, uh, have a good night. Like, let us know if you need anything. And it was like, oh, my God, like, this thing. Yeah, we're in charge now. We're in charge now. Like, and it was just, he just cried all night and it was like, then it, it, with the lack of sleep, it was like, oh my God, is this the rest of my life? Like rest <laughs> of my life? Like, I don't even, I got to set up his savings account. Like I'll, I'll call Chase on Friday and get a savings account. Like, well, they're probably going to, I have probably have to wait for a social security card to come. I probably can't even file them on my taxes until I get a social security card. I need to get that in immediately so that by the time I go in to meet with my accountant, I mean, then it, it is just like, sure. Boom, 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 boom. So like probably within like 48 hours I started like worrying about everything else but like I I took the time to enjoy the sure. you know the miracle of birth the miracle of life mm-hmm. but like it was throughout pregnancy I was like oh my god what am I gonna like I don't know what am I gonna do but I'm sure like yeah cause that's all like planning phase you're right. like getting things figured out set up and right. then as soon as he's born it's like we just gotta get him to stop crying right There's, get him to stop crying yeah. and, and make sure he doesn't not eat right Um, but you know you have like you, when you're up at like 4 a.m. and your wife has like held a baby all day and it's cried all day and she's having a, you know, a breakdown. Yeah. She's like, I don't know if I can do this, blah, blah, blah. Then you have to go, no, you can. You have to double down. You got to double down. You got to yeah. go like, you can do this. You're strong. Let me take him. What can I help? When in reality, 
like if I had the if my body could allow myself to have a breakdown, yeah. I probably would have had a breakdown at four in the morning or whatever time, because it was like I'm taking on this kid screaming, I'm taking on my wife like struggling with being a new mom, mm-hmm. and then I'm taking on all of the the stuff that I'm dealing with, which is being a new dad, like being the breadwinner, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. But I'm having to give off of like, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Which I'm telling her that, but I'm also telling myself that. Sure. Which just lowers You're being lowers a beacon of strength. Right. When in reality, everyone. because my whole thing is, my argument is like, well, if I'm not, then who, like, if I'm not going to be that, then somebody's got to be that. When yeah. in reality, it's okay to have two people be stressed. You yeah. don't need that, you know, that fountainhead of like, I've got it under control. Don't worry about it. You right. can have moments where like we are fucked. I don't know what we're gonna right. do. But the thing is, I think you again. You, you keep bringing this up, but like you've worked out a system. Yeah. Where it's like, not only are you trying to be like a, yes. a pillar of strength, but at the same time, like you, it's not just saying like it's fine. It's fine when it's not. You genuinely are like it's fine. You know, you've kind of yeah. built it into your own system of like. You're not going to just say that it'll be okay when it's not. Right, right, right. You're genuinely like, we'll figure it out. Like yeah. You have, you know. Right. And I think that that's, yeah, it's a, it's not a lie when I say like, it'll be okay because right. I know it will, everything will be okay. Right. Um, everything will be all right in the end. Everything will be all right Wizard. in the end. Maladroit. Um, but <laughs> everything will be maladroit. <laughs> everything will be maladroit green. Hurley. Um, yeah, so, like, I, I know I'm not lying. Right. I mean, maybe I'm lying because I don't know if it's going to be all right. But, like, at least at the time being, a lot of that comes from, like, like person A is crying. Person A is upset. What can I do to make sure person A is not in that emotional state anymore? Whereas she grew up, like, I say I've been bringing up her and my son a lot, but like, it applies to other people. Sure. Other people grew up, like, you know, fine crying or, like, talking to their family about what they were thinking or feeling or whatever. Right. We just didn't do that in my house. Like right. it just wasn't, you had to figure it out on your own. How to? It, it was what, like my sister who I talked about, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, probably not. I don't know why she would have been brought up in and out of jail my whole life. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where she is. I don't know where she is now. Mm-hmm. No clue. If you, if I had to find her for some reason, I wouldn't even know where to start. She sure. might be in a jail somewhere. She might be dead. I have no idea. I literally have no sure. idea. That was going on when I was a kid, and it was like, I knew that it was upsetting my parents, all that stuff. Yeah, of course. I then started to think, well, they're so upset, I don't want to be more, I don't want to be upset. Yeah. And like, add on to their stress that they then have to worry about their kid, their son, when they're worried about their daughter. Sure. I'll just, I'll just like, go in my room and deal with it my own and like, stop crying. Sure. And then my dad would, if my dad did catch me crying, it was stop crying boy like no crying and it wasn't a mean thing it's just how probably his dad raised him sure yeah you know so like that's probably where it started at least and i just perfected it over the years of like this thing happening like don't need it like yeah we'll just put that in this it's like the the what do you call it the um, ark of the covenant and indiana jones Mm -hmm. in some box somewhere in nevada Yep. In my body is just like okay, like this is my tenth birthday, and when so and so broke my heart, and we'll just put that right there, and don't uh-huh. worry about it anymore. And over the time, over the years, I just like that's it's just great. It's just it's really great. And and sure. people are like, you're gonna just have a breakdown one day. You're just gonna lose it one day. You're not gonna be able to stick it down anymore. I'm like, 
I don't think so. I think I got it pretty... Yeah, but also, I think people assume that, like, I think when you close something off, like, that much, like, someone breaking your heart or whatever, like, now it doesn't matter. It's not like it's there, like, in the surface, like, bubbling or waiting to be, like... Yeah, stuff like that doesn't really matter. There's some things that, like, I'm sure there's yeah, the, pressures the, there, the, but... The, the high school girl, like, not there anymore. Like, right. don't... A day doesn't go by. A day go... Like, days and months and years go by, and I don't even think about my ex-girlfriends anymore. <laughs> right. I you did say, like, say a day doesn't go by. A day doesn't go by where I think about my ex-girlfriend. Every ex-girlfriend. I weep with my Rolodex wife. flips through. All right, time to start the day. Let's Let start with remember, A. Uh... Um, but, like, yeah, that stuff doesn't matter. Right. But, like, things like family where I'm constantly remind Like, because, like, while I don't see my sister or talk to my sister or know where she is or anything like that, and I don't think about it, when I see my parents, if they call or they FaceTime to see my son, it's like, oh, right. Like, they're, they're – like, it just – it would be like if I was still best friends with, like, my ex-girlfriend's best friend. Mm-hmm. Where it would be like if I saw them a lot yeah, and I'd be like, still a, oh, there's still a connection there. Yeah. So, like, the things that are, like, packed down are really just family and work and stuff. Not, like, shit that happened yeah. when I was, like, five. Right. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not really like you're a different person. Yeah, I mean, I like to like watch Star Wars almost every day when I was five. I don't do that anymore. Sure, I wish I did, but I don't. That's fair. So yeah, that's some of that stuff. But I mean, I I hear that all the time of like, man, you're just gonna have you're. I literally people will say that all the time. Like, you gotta let some of that stuff go, man. I don't think you're gonna have a breakdown. I don't think I am either because I got my system in place. Mm-hmm. I got uh, it under wraps. Hey. That's the creepy knife. That creepy knife. That um, for me, something kind of similar that I find is like I will take events of my life and almost like they're like a story, and it almost feels like like I'll think back on like senior year of high school doesn't feel like it's me. It was like a different person that I see. In, yeah. Like I lived through it all. Right. But I watch it like it was this movie that I don't like. You know, like right. it's all kind of like. Even, like, things from last year, like, things from – since I've moved in yeah. – since I lived in California, there are events that just feel kind of like, like like a closed book in a library. Like, that was that story. That was this. It doesn't feel like this one fluid, like, I'm – you know, con- every day I'm living this life and, like, things are di- – I feel like I have just keep, like, shedding new layers. And it's like – I don't know. It's like a weird – But when you – when you, like – if you stumble upon, like, on Facebook, somebody that you went to high school with that was also in that movie with mm-hmm. you, per se, like, that, does that then, is that when you go, like, oh, man, high school, like, I, I remember my senior year, or is it, like, you'll be laying in bed one night and just be, like, oh, my God, it just came to me, like, senior year of high school. But it'll, it'll be more, like, I'll just, like, remember a story or, like, an event, or I'll just kind of, like anchored to these like specific things that I've already in my head made like beginning, middle, and this right. is like the game of the scene kind right, of thing. Right, I'm right, like, right, oh, right. this is why that's funny or this is why that was sad. But like, I don't feel like I have these like ghosts in my like skeletons in the closet or whatever. Yeah. That's more like just like things I've dealt with and it all feels very like already gotten through. Sure. And like even the pressures of like finances or like career stuff i'm just like oh well someday this will just be a story in the past right and it's like just working towards that so when i was like five 
I went to this Mexican restaurant with some church friends. It mm-hmm. was like a my I went with a kid my age and then his parents, and they took us to this Mexican restaurant. And under the table, they had business cards. <clears throat> they had printed out or like a it was like an advertising thing basically under all the tables, like a printed out under the glass. There was like a glass oh, thing yeah, yeah, under yeah, that. I know what you mean. It so would, like on the table, but underneath the underneath glass, the glass thing. So you could clean. when you were eating, you would see like for an insurance agent or whatever yeah. around the area, and. Uh, in between that was like a word match game, I guess probably for kids or bored people or whatever. So like you would see the word water and then you would try to look all over the rest of the table to find the other water. Sure. Just to get you to look at the other advertisements probably. Yeah. There was a picture of a guy that we knew from our church um, and he was an insurance agent. And underneath, and he was a bigger guy. He was like 250, 300 maybe. Mm-hmm. And under, maybe 250. Under his picture was the word pig. And I remember when I was five years old, like going to the parents and being like, look, there's a picture of, we'll say, uh, we'll say his name is uh, John Paul. Be like, uh, John Paul, it, it, look under it's that. But... It says, uh, <laughs> oh, let's say um, uh, Alex. Yeah. And it says pig. Alex Wright. <laughs> Alex Wright. I'm like, look, everybody, look, there's this picture of Alex. And underneath it, it says pig. pig. Isn't that funny? Because he's, and they were like, oh, no, we don't make jokes like that. And it wasn't like a, they weren't going to slap me, but it was like, um, it was a teaching moment of yes. like, we you yeah, don't, 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 do don't do that. Sure. I have literally, anytime I've gone to a Mexican restaurant, thought about that. I think about, I'm not going to have a breakdown about it. And that's the kind of thing of like, when I said earlier, like things don't like my first break, my first girlfriend breaking my heart doesn't matter. Yeah. But like, I still associate that moment of shame and like embarrassment with Mexican restaurants. Sure. So anytime... 20 years later. Yeah. So yeah. anytime I... Like, it's... I'm not going to have a breakdown about it, but it definitely is still in there. Sure. So, like, it's just those things that, like, get added on where it's, like, is it easier to, like, just accept the fact that, like, I made a stupid bad joke when I was a child about a guy being fat? Is it, should, is it easier to just let that go? Yeah, probably. But then yeah. I'd have to go through the act of letting, like, looking through yeah. that particular thing and being like, what else did I do when I was five? Like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. That so it's like, seems bad. <laughs> let's just, is it an inconvenience every time that I go to a Mexican restaurant that I think about that shame and embarrassing moment in my life? Yeah. Does sure. it last more than 20 seconds? No. And then I forget about it. Right. Might as well just keep that down in there. Sure. That's not something that I need to unpack whereas to, other to, people might be like yeah why that's stupid let that that's dumb it doesn't right. mean anything stop thinking about it can't do it to continue the library metaphor to me i have plenty of things like that sure where i'm like oh this book fell open like right 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 let's shut it and like put it back and i'll have like an hour of like man that was stupid i have right. stuff from like yeah 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 last year that i still think about like oh my god why did i do that right I sh- i'll be like there will be things like i should apologize to that person for that thing i did and i'm like well like, no i shouldn't i don't want to open this back yeah, up. There's a, yeah. Like, eh, put it back right <laughs> i take the time to read the books oh so when i stumble on those books i go uh it's like a yearbook it's like oh remember that like oh man that was so stupid like that was so dumb right. but i'm not gonna throw it away it's a book like yeah Put it back on the shelf, and then when the ghost knocks the book out again, we're like, "Oh, this book! Oh, that guy! I call that guy fat! Like, I was such a dumb you five-year-old." You were too young to know. I, I, totally, and I like, and that's the half part. The other part of it is like, I can recognize that, like, hey, I was a five-year-old. Yeah. Right, but I can't get away from the fact that I did it, and I can't stop thinking about it when it gets brought up. Sure. Wherever the environment. 
comes. And that's just a Mexican restaurant. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like, there are bigger books and bigger things that when someone says something or does something, I'm like, oh, man, I was so dumb. I'm not going to have a breakdown over it, but I waste hours of my life a day being like, man, that was so stupid. Why did I do that? If I make a bad move in improv or something, like, any time, if I say something like, oh, that, uh, yeah, I'd love a Paps Blue Ribbon. It's like, that's not what we weren't talking about. Paps yeah, we Blue were Ribbon. talking about Budweiser. Whatever. Anytime I see Paps Blue Ribbon, I'm like, damn, I remember that one time I made that stupid move in that scene. Like, I got to work on, like, listening more. Like, listening is going to be my focus for improv this year or whatever. And then I read the book and then I go, okay, let's put the book up and hopefully sure. we don't run into Paps Blue Ribbon again. Yeah. And then eventually, of course, I run into Paps Blue Ribbon again. Yeah. So, yeah, easier to just build that wall, baby. Yeah. Don't let anybody in. Now, like I said earlier, if you let the wall down, you get to experience that vulnerability, but, like, you also can set yourself up to be crushed, you know, in a heartbreaking way. Doesn't matter. But it's also, like, I think, too, like, you probably pick and choose the relationships and the people. Like, obviously, your wife, like, this is someone who you can be vulnerable with. Though you're you're choosing not to be right. If that day ever comes, you already know you have someone that you could. Yeah, totally. And I think you have like with Cobbler or like with your wife, who's also on Cobbler. Right. Like they're at least like we all know we can go to each other. So it's like even if it's not sure a breakdown or like having an emotional breakthrough or some moment, if you're like I just want to get out of the house and like go have a distraction yeah you already have that group of people like built in but see i don't think i could do that or would do that like if i need to get out of the house because like my kid's driving me crazy or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't even go i definitely don't go the elizabeth route of saying like can i talk about this this is bothering me sure because i instantly go no you idiot like she's breastfeeding six times a day like she can't get this kid off of her right why are you gonna lay this on her Sure. So I, I'm like, immediately, I'm like, eh, closed. Like, don't go that route. Got it. But it even happened before we had a kid. So then I go, okay, like, I'll just, I deal with it. I'll go for a walk around the block. I'll go to a movie. It's always by myself, though. Interesting. I don't have really, and it's not that, like, oh, woe is me. It's just that my best friend, who was my best man at my wedding, like, I would never call him and being like, I'm super stressed out right now. Can I just talk to you on the phone? Sure. Just not, it's just eat, because then it's like, then I have to start opening this can of worms. Wasn't that one of the other movies? Uh-huh. Can of worms where I'm like, uh, this and this, and then I just have yeah. to lay it out. I just, mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like, I just not what I, I don't do it. Sure. I don't know that I could, I don't know if I could pick up the phone right now and call someone. I would have a hard time calling Elizabeth and being like, I'm stressed out about this, but I would have an e like a doubly, doubly. Dubly, indubitably, hard time calling someone that I'm not married to to be like, hey, here's the things I'm stressed out about. Because sure. that's well, all that is is unpacking a wall. Right. I want to reinforce the wall. Oh, right. Man, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, don't have a breakdown. That's what, again, that's what it is. It's like, if I can balance it, if I can build and like make that wall strong, great. If it works out and I, you know, like I've in 27 years, never seen my dad cry. Like sure. I might one day. But right now, I think he's gone at least 27 years. Yeah. I have gone, I think the last time I, I started to get choked up as I read my wedding vows. Mm-hmm. But I literally went, no, you don't cry. Like, what are you going to cry? <laughs> what are you crying for? Right. Afterwards, I was like, wow, that would probably have been really nice to emotionally <laughs> accept that moment of, 
when I gave my wedding vows. Right. Not that I didn't mean what I was saying. Of course. But like, it probably would have felt better to, again, I was at a, in front of a crowd of 150 people. Mm-hmm. If I would have started to break down emotionally there, I would have lost years of work as being <laughs> the strong stoic type sure. that I just placed brick by brick. I wasn't about to do that. So it was like, keep it cool. Like, she's crying. Like, they, I hear people in the audience sniffling. The bridesmaids are all sniffling. I think a couple of the groomsmen were, like, getting choked up. I was like... All right, no need to brag. Be cool, man. <laughs> so, but yeah, after I was like, man, I could have... Probably could have been emotional. More emotional about that. Sure. And that's not to say I'm not emotional. It's just that, like, if I have a fight with Elizabeth, my tendency is to, like, sit there, like arms crossed and just be like uh-huh uh-huh okay mm-hmm. all right i'm sorry that you feel that way like i i hear that you say this this is what i'm thinking and saying can we just let's get to the makeup part like yes. let's move on from this whereas i think it probably would be beneficial to be like what's at the root of this like let's solve the let's issue. solve the root issue rather than treat the symptoms yeah. you know can I give you a skin cream to make an itch go away? Yeah, sure. But we got to figure out why you're getting that rash. Sure. My relationship is a rash. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like, is it probably better to like get at the root of it? Yeah, probably. Am I going to do it? No, probably not. Well, let me ask you a question because this, I know we're going long, but I like this conversation. Going long, long. In an early long. Uh, you're an actor. Yep. So, one, part of it is, like, you are in touch with your emotions to some extent because that's part of what makes you able to do what you do. Right. But my real question is, like, can you play a vulnerable character? Are you able to cry if a scene calls for it? Or, like, I don't don't know exactly everything you've done. Well, if you look at the stuff I've done, it's comedy. Right. I don't do... I did drama in college. Yeah, that's what I meant, though. Like, at some point, yeah, yeah, you yeah. learned. It, like, and that, like, the note that I would get, like, if I did a, there's a scene, uh, you know, Our Town, yeah. Gordon Wilder. Vaguely. George and Emily, it's, it's this, you know, these two Americans growing up in Grover's Corners, New Hampshire, turn of the century sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Young love, it's about regret, blah, blah, blah. You don't need to know the plot of it, but it's, there's a scene that George and Emily, it's like, before they get married in Act Two, you see them when they're like middle school, high schooler kids and how they kind of like, why are you mad at me? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And they go back and forth and they basically, he tries to tell her that he wants to like get married to her one day. And, but they, they never say that out loud. Sure. There's, but there's a vulnerability between this cool high school boy and this girl. Yeah. Cool high school girl. They're not that cool. <laughs> but I would do those scenes, you know, cause everybody had to do that scene in, in college. And my teacher would be like, my professor would go like, you're not listening. Like you, you're you have memorized your lines, and you know when the cue is to say your line, but you've got one foot in the present, or one foot in the past, one foot in the future, and you're pissing on the present because you're uh, worried about. I'm seeing you act, and I'm seeing you worried about, like, okay, like my cue's coming up, and I see you worried in the future, and I see you worried about like, oh, that line I just said, like I need to like retroactively on my next line fix that last line. Sure. And I have no idea what's going on in the present. Right. So that was the note that I got all the time. It's like, and I just, I was like, oh, I'm not good at being vulnerable, even as an actor. Better just do more comedy because that's where I'm sure. stronger at and that's where I make money 
Yeah. You know, it's just making sure. jokes. Is... And the roles you're known for, like the stuff I've seen you in since I've known you, have, right. you've been stoic and pretty much un- like emotionally detached. Yeah, there's no crime. I mean, there's no, it's, I get splashed in the face with a pie. Yeah. Like, I don't need to, like, open up for that. The old pie splash. The old pie splat. What is the splat? Splat. Splatted in the face with a pie? What would you Probably. say? How, how would you say? Smacked? I don't know. Smacked Hit. in the face? Hit in the face with a pie. Yeah. I want to say splash. That makes it sound like you got splash. a bucket of pie tossed in your face. But, but, yeah, I don't ever do... I don't know that I... I mean, I go in... Like, I had an audition the other day uh, for a popular zombie show that a lot of people tend to watch. Mm. Um, I had to sign in. Yes, I Carly <laughs> had to sign an NDA about it, so I can't oh, talk about it, it. But it's a popular show, sure. And it was sort Would, of. A, is it more aimed at like teens, or is it more of like a kind of serious? A, it's incredibly seri- popular, incredibly popular. Okay, yeah, I've heard yeah. Of it. Sure. And uh, went in for that, and it was a very emotional type role because it's a very emotional show. Mm. Didn't get it. Did pro- didn't even get a callback probably because I went in there, and I'm sure like. In my take of it, it was like add humor, add a little humor to it, and I get that note all the time. I'm like, I like what you did there. You added a little humor to this this guy who's very vulnerable. In my head, I'm like, or out loud, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. In my head, I'm like, yeah, because that's this is who I am. That's who I. That's the only way I know how to do this. Right. If I had to cry in a scene or something, probably couldn't do it. I'd probably have to do the peppermint trick under the eyes thing. Oh, is that how they make people cry? If you can't do, I mean, a lot of actors, successful actors, can do it on command, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Then you think like Denzel Washington. I don't think he's ever cried in a movie. Listeners, look, he probably it. cried in John Q. You think so? When his kid was in the hospital? I don't know. My kid was in the hospital and I didn't cry. Yeah, but your kid was born in the hospital. Sure, yeah, he needed an organ <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look that up and see if Denzel Washington has ever cried in a movie. Have you ever seen Unstoppable, the train movie with him and Chris Pine? Where they have to stop that train? No, but I have seen the taking of Pelham 123, another oh, train Denzel Washington That's movie. a subway train. Uh, Close. Was that Denzel Washington in that too? Yeah. With John Travolta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The original is way better. Uh, uh, I have not seen you Unstoppable. Watch Unstoppable is very good. How's Chris Pine? Good. Bad guy? No, they team up. They work together. Uh, there's there's no bad guy. It's just a runaway train. It's like an accident. <laughs> the train is the bad guy. Yeah. The, train. the city is a character. The city is a character, right? <laughs> yeah, the city is a character. The city's my love interest. Uh, it's, we're, we're coming up. We're, we're going to go an hour 20. Cut it. Uh, is that including the stuff we recorded before? No, we, we, uh, the stuff we deleted and yeah, cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'll this. have to cut that out. Welcome to In Defense. <laughs> but, uh, was there anything uh, specific you didn't mention that you thought I want to say this or like had in your head before we? No, I don't think so. It's just cool to like not be emotional. <laughs> it's just chill. That's what it's just chill. Like that's what all the cool kids are doing. I don't know. It, it doesn't. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't have to work for you. I will say like the phrase "cutting yourself off emotionally." sounds harsher than i think what you do probably you have a way to cart compartmentalize your feelings and emotions to b- best live your life which i think is cutting yourself off though isn't it it is to some but right. i mean just, it sounds harsh that phrase sounds like sure i don't care about people but it's not that i do there's a lot of people i don't care about sure right but i would say a lot i would argue that some of the things you're doing is in order to like properly care for people you do care about. Like you do things, you compartmentalize things to help your wife and your child sure. and your friends like that. I don't know. I, I think you're using it for good reasons. I think it's, I would, to play the bad guy here, mm-hmm. I think it's equally 
it, literally 50 50 50 for good reasons and 50 for just selfish reasons sure i don't think it's 90 percent. oh i'm i'm doing this to help other people right it's way closer to 50 50 yeah no i understand that um probably 51, but it's also 49. like help it's helping yourself like in order to not have a breakdown at this point sure or, yeah can't do that because now it's like a balancing act it seems like you're at a point where it's like you're not totally opposed to it. It's just a matter of, like, you can't... It's not an option anymore. No, not an option. Yeah. Not on the table. Yeah. Not in the cards. Yeah. Not in the pasta. Right. Not, not the proof in, is in the pudding. That's what they say. The secret's in the sauce. Um, <laughs> the sauce is the boss. That's a Childish Gambino song. An old, old Childish Gambino song. The proof is in the pudding. Secret's in the sauce. Ain't no reason why they gotta tell me I'm not the boss or something. Which I'm one was that? It What's... was on Sick Boy. Oh. 2007, I listened to it. That's way back when. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thanks for doing it again. Uh, this of was course. fun. A uh, lot of friends of the show. Mimi, not the Mimi. Nope. Uh, Coley. Uh, We're going to find out about Team Beach Movie. Ross, your friend Ross. Yep. Who might do the show. I'll put a star. He was just in the NHL All-Star Game. Was he really? Yeah. Does he play hockey? Mm-hmm. Huge hockey fan. Huge hockey oh, fan. Oh, but like the celebrity All-Star Game? He was in that, but like he... Like, he plays, like, every weekend. Like, that's what he does. But he, the All-Star game, aren't those, like, professional yeah. hockey players? Uh, I think the All-Star game is... The the NHL one was, like, a celebrity game. Because Justin Bieber did it. Oh, oh right. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, Elizabeth. Your Furniture. son, Jack. Yep. Ben. Alex Warheit. Ed Begley Jr. Big uh, friend of the show. <laughs> We're trying to get him on here, See you at Sherman Oaks. <laughs> See you at the mall. Uh, anything else you wanted to say? Uh, you feel good about the episode? I feel good. Yeah. That's good. I feel like, yeah, I feel good. Anything you want to plug? Um, not that zombie show. Nope. Definitely not <laughs> plugging that. I'm not even going to watch it anymore, even though I've <laughs> seven years watching it. <laughs> not anymore, baby. Um, uh, no, I can't think of anything. I have nothing to plug. Hair? <laughs> um, <laughs> that was so stupid. I have nothing to plug. Especially not hair. Not yet. I don't think I'm going to bald. Oh, come see Cobbler, our improv team. We perform second and fourth Saturdays at 9 at yep. the Clubhouse in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Yep. Thanks for listening. Hey. Oh, I got to cut everything before this. Hi, welcome to In Defense, a podcast about things. My name's Joey. I was just trying to do that bit at the end. Oh, I thought because I talked over your intro the first time. No. Oh. L- let's get it clean. Great. <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. What's a creative podcast network?